Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the channel. Uh, very sorry that yesterday's stream had to be postponed, but as many of you hopefully uh, were able to get the word out, it was my three-year wedding anniversary, and so I wanted to spend the night going out to a nice dinner and hanging out with the wife, uh, Freya. So it was a wonderful wonderful evening. We had delicious steak. Oh my goodness, some of the best steak I've ever had in my entire life. It was amazing. Uh, so thank you to everyone for the well wishes. I saw them all on Twitter and social media. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. But we are now back and we are ready to talk about some Star Wars news. Talk a little bit about the Star Wars EU because I've recently become obsessed with the Star Wars EU. Very much thanks to RK Outpost and Lethal Lightning for kind of helping to feed my fancy there. Also, of course, the Rise of Skywalker. Oh my goodness, everybody. Rise of Skywalker finally hit the billion dollar mark. Oh my goodness. It finally hit it. It did it, everybody. It's a success, obviously. If it crosses any movie that crosses a billion dollars, guys, is a great film. It's a rule, right? It's, 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 un it's an unwritten rule. It's an unwritten law of the cinema. If your film makes a billion dollars, it must be a success. Let's forget about how the first film in the franchise made $2 billion. The second film in the franchise made $1.3 billion, so $700 million less. And now this film is going to probably top out around $1 billion, $50, $60 million, so another $300 million lost. But, but no, 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 it's a success. It's, it's a success. Everything is fine. Star Wars is fine. Everyone is loving Baby Yoda. And guess what? That's all that matters. Everyone loves Baby Yoda. That's what matters. Therefore, Star Wars must be a success. We're just spinning the numbers. According to John Campia, we're just spinning the numbers. No, you can't spin it. No, you've got these people out there trying to spin the fact that a billion dollars isn't good. Well, guess what? In isolation? Yeah, guess what? You're right. In isolation, a billion dollars is fine. But when you take into account where Star Wars was back in 2015 and where Star Wars is now, you damn right it means a lot. You damn right it matters. Mr. Campia, if I can call you that. <laughs> so hope everyone is doing quite well tonight. We got my DLive people over here. Mr. Roy is celebrating a five-month sub streak. So thank you so much for being subscribed, being one of my captains, Mr. Roy, over on DLive for five months. Thank you so much. Captain Peabody is here. Captain Mr. Roy is indeed here. So happy anniversary to you, Captain Mr. Roy. As well, Phonemo is in the chat, and Captain Peabody says, I'm not sure about Baby Yoda. His force power battery life sucks. <laughs> this is a true statement. He can only do one powerful move, and then he's done. <laughs> and, then he, and then he's got to fall asleep, right? Then he's got to get, then he's got to go into the Yoda sleep. You know, I go into the Odin sleep. He's got to go into the Yoda sleep, it seems. And then Captain Dean Heist, thank you very much for the anniversary wishes. I really do appreciate it, man. How is everyone doing? Let's go over to the YouTube chat. I see. Josue Vigea was in the chat earlier. Truth of the Universe. Uh, John John Coxestone. Great name right there. Uh, Bruce is in the chat. Tina's here. What's going on, Tina? I saw what you said that uh, that Steph might not be here or might be late because she had a pretty rough day. So thank you so much for letting me know about that and for letting everyone know. If you have a comment or question for tonight's show, please type Odin Question on YouTube. Type Odin question, all one word, Odin question. It'll highlight orange on my screen, and I'll know you're trying to get my attention, and I will do the very best that I can to read it. If you want a guaranteed read, if you want a guaranteed and more quickly answered question, then, of course, you can super chat or donate through Streamlabs, but 
That is totally up to you. And if you're over on the DLives, you all know you are a small and mighty community over there. You all know just put in at Odin over there, and I'll see you're trying to get my attention. As Phil Nemo just put, is it still weird? It is still weird, rather. It is still weird to hear a movie making a billion dollars is bad. It is weird, right? But that's the age that we've entered into, right? Because it's not special for a film to reach a billion dollars anymore. Look at Disney. Disney has had several billion-dollar films. Aladdin made a billion dollars. Lion King remake made a billion dollars. You had, of course, Avengers Endgame, which made over $2 billion. You now have a Star Wars film making over a billion dollars. And I think there's probably one or two that I'm missing. So it's, it's, there's a lot of billion-dollar films that come out now in a given year. It is not this special thing anymore. It is not this special thing. And uh, Will Gendry, to answer your question, says, does it permanently say followers only chat for everyone else too? I think it does. Um, but the reason why I keep it as followers only is because it makes it that much harder for trolls just to jump in and, and add their spam. So it does for me too. It does for me too. Uh, Phonema says it's probably just my age. No, but you're right though. You're right though. Because it, it has not been common for a long time up until recently. Disney has kind of now cornered the market on making billion-dollar films happen. But guess what? They're wearing out the market. This is my prediction. I think that audiences are getting tired of a lot of the same old stuff. They're getting tired of the same old stuff. They're getting tired of the popcorn action flick. And I honestly think that you're going to start to see a trend downwards. I mean, Star Wars, I think, is a great microcosm of that. I mean, just go ahead and look to it. It made what? $2 billion when it first started off, and now it is down to just over a billion. That is a huge drop-off. You know, you can look at Marvel and say, oh, Marvel's going the other way. Yeah, but <laughs> if you think another Marvel film is going to reach the, what, the $2.7 billion that Endgame made, I, I don't see it happening. I can't see any other film. In fact, even Scott Mendelson over on Forbes says he doesn't think that we'll get another billion-dollar film until Avatar next year, 2021. So if you have Scott Mendelson saying that about billion-dollar films... I think that goes to show you that Disney's kind of kind of screwing and mucking things up for everyone else. But anyway, uh, back to the YouTube chat. Who else we got? We got Bruce in the chat tonight. We got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. Grandmaster Yoda is in the chat here as well. Uh, Mr. Peabody is using his wrench in two places, I see. Robert Frey, how is it going? He says that he's already voted. Yes, indeed. We have the Wednesday Raven Award ballot is now live. Heimdall will be posting that throughout the night. Tina and Steph will be posting that throughout the night. So if you want to have your voice heard for the best and worst of film in 2019, go ahead and vote for the Wednesday Raven Awards. It will not take you very long. There's a lot of fun categories over there. And uh, overall, it's a good time. We've already done it once before. And uh, we're going to do it again. Same night as the Oscars. Boycotting the Oscars as usual. And uh, it should be a good time. Uh, the CJH is in here. Hypernex13 is in here. Peter Sharon is in here as well. Stream Element Slicer. Neons. Gmonkey76. Hologram Nunchuck. It's been a while, Hologram Nunchuck. Great to see you here. Great to see you here as always. Uh, Luis Perez says, I love you, Odin. Luis, I love you, man. I love you. Thank you. Alice McCarthy says, Howdy, Odin. How's it going? Did you have fun last night? A lot of fun, man. We went to a steakhouse. We both got the fillets. We got the seven ounce fillets. And they did something. The, the server explained how they prepared the steaks. Something about water soak or some, some type of soaking method. And it was just, ah, uh, it, it might be the best steak that I've ever had in my life. Now, I'm not one that frequents steaks. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am a school teacher after all, so it's not like I'm going out to steak dinners every single night. But as far as steaks go, oh my goodness. Uh, let's just say me and the missus are like, okay, next time we celebrate a special occasion, we, we go in here. <laughs> we are going here. Because everything about it was good. Even the bread was good. Uh, it came with, uh, I got the side of the, it was a garlic, garlic smashed potatoes that were so creamy and delicious and buttery. And mm, it was like butter. It was like eating butter. Uh, Tina says, do not apologize for taking off last night to be with Freya. If you had done the show, I'd question you a lot. <laughs> I think a lot of people would. I think a lot of people would have. Hyper says, sorry to wish a happy late anniversary to you and Frey. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Hyper. No problem at all. The CJH says, hashtag Phantom Menace is winning. I would say so. Again, you could look at it as saying that Star Wars has lost a billion dollars in revenue since 2015. And that's before you adjust for inflation. Basically, over a billion dollars has now gone missing from Star Wars movies. I, I don't think that's what the campions of the world understand. You know, and people can argue saying, oh, well, the reason why it made so much money back then is because it was the new thing. You know, it was the new thing, and, and that's what everyone wanted to go see. They wanted to see what all the buzz was about. And then after that, you know, a bunch of people left because Star Wars isn't for everyone. But then why do you continue to see consistent drop-offs? Again, you had a $700 million drop from Force Awakens to The Last Jedi, and now you're going to have roughly a $300 million drop from The Last Jedi to The Rise of Skywalker. I don't know. Seems pretty consistent to me. Uh, Sean E., thank you very much for the $2 Super Chat, says, Box office less than Rogue One, second least profitable Star Wars film. Sad. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So if you've been following my box office numbers, uh, as of today, as of today, before you even adjust for inflation, because remember, back in 2016, the dollar cost or the dollar's value was different than what the dollar's value is now. So before adjusting for inflation, as of today, Rogue One had more money in the domestic box office. Not only did it make more today at the same time of release, it also had a higher box office domestically. Now, of course, the foreign market, different scenario, and I think the foreign market will eventually go the Rise of Skywalker's way. However, that's before you adjust for inflation. Basically, once you adjust for inflation, this film is going to be the second lowest grossing film of the Disney era. And if you even go back to the, the prequels and you adjust those numbers for inflation, it's not looking good either. Rise of Skywalker is going to be down there. You know, you have the top films like Force Awakens. You go back to the original Star Wars and you adjust that for inflation and you're, you know, obviously going into a lot of money. And that's before you had the foreign market too. Remember, they didn't have the global marketplace back then like they do now. So all of those things need to be taken into account. This movie is going to be towards the bottom half. Especially when you look to profitability. We're not even talking about profitability. We're just talking about raw box office at this point. Once you start diving into profitability, things get much worse. Because they made a lot more with a lot less back then. Now they're spending way too much and they're not making the profits. Phonemo over on DLS says, I don't want Avatar 2 to make any money. Hey, I'm right there with you. I don't want it to make any money either. I, I kind of hope it doesn't. <laughs> but let's be honest, it is. Is it going to make the $2.5.6 billion of the original film? Probably not. And I think the reason why is because uh, people like me are like, what? Avatar? Why, why would I want to see that again? <laughs> but then on the flip side of that, the foreign marketplace, I'm predicting right now, is going to go gaga for it. Domestically, I think we could see probably a drop between Avatar 1 and Avatar 2. 
in the foreign market, I think it's going to go insane. I think Avatar 2 has now been prepped and ready. And basically, it's already been promoted now for years. Like, it's going to happen. So it's already gotten a lot of almost free promotion. And they haven't even started actually promoting it with trailers and posters yet. So I think that the foreign marketplace is going to go insane for that movie. I think that Avatar will be a giant success overseas. I don't know how well it's going to do here in the States. I don't know how well it's going to do here in the States. Pin drop. Hail to you, good sir. Uh, also, we have a super chat from Luke Stuff for $3. Thank you very much for the super chat. Luke Stuff says, here is one thirtieth of a steak. Well, thank you, Luke Stuff. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Don't forget also, YouTube's got to take their 30% cut, so it might even be less than that. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I'm glad that we're, we're getting closer. We're getting closer to the next steak. <laughs> Thank you, Luke Stuff. I appreciate it, man. All right, jump back over to the regular YouTube chat. CJH says, what do you think of the crisis uh, on Infinite Earths DC episode and that plot twist? Haven't been watching it, to be honest. Uh, Basically, I was going to watch it, and then I believe it was announced that didn't it start on uh, Batwoman? And that's kind of what turned me off because I didn't want to have to watch that. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. If my knowledge of this story is predicated on me watching an episode of that of that show, I don't know if I want to watch it. I've seen a lot of the images. Uh, I know that there is, and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone else, so the chat might spoil things, but I won't. But I know there was an appearance of a pretty major actor that was not expected to be featured. Uh, so, And I think that there was, you know, the giant twist has to do with just general plots uh, that might implicate things in the DC universe, uh, the film universe too. So that's all I know about it. Again, that's all I know about it. And uh, yeah, please let me know if it's worth actually checking out, though. I might have to wait for all the episodes to air and then watch it all together uh, and definitely have to try and find a way to push through watching freaking Batwoman nonsense. All right, Slicer Neon says, Odin's alive. I got an ad during your last video for Odin Fish Grill. Do you know them? No, I don't. Uh, Keep in mind, I don't control the ads on, on the channel. I wish I did. I wish I could choose who to do business with and be like, I want to promote you. I want to promote you. But sadly, I can't. But the fact that there's an Odin Fish Grill, uh, that's pretty fantastic. Uh, Jake117 says, I want to get into the EU, but not sure where to start. I'm overwhelmed with all the material that's out there. Dude, same here, man. Because I've I've read, you know, I've read some of the EU at this point. Where I would recommend you start is the Thrawn trilogy, the original Thrawn trilogy, because that's where I started. And that th- that trilogy is what made me fall in love with the EU. Like that, that's what made me fall in love with the EU. So if, if I had to recommend anything, I would say go Thrawn trilogy all the way. I don't think you can go wrong there. Um, I'm, I'm trying to see, because I always forget the names of the individual books um, because, you know, I just know it always as a Thrawn trilogy, but I know that they, there's a book club right now. There's a book club over on RK Outpost and Lethal Lightning, and they did the Thrawn trilogy. They've already gone through all three, so I'm assuming those streams might still be up if you want to get a little more information. Uh, but was it Heir to the Heir to the Empire is the first one. So the Thrawn trilogy, uh, known as the Heir to the Empire trilogy, the first book, yeah. So Heir to the Empire was released in 1991. Highly recommend starting there. Because that's the first book of the Thrawn trilogy, and it is fantastic. Also, if you like audiobooks, get the audiobook. Get the unabridged audiobook voiced by Mark Thompson. 
because Mark Thompson is, I think, the best voice actor for Star Wars novels. Anytime there's a book that he does the voice acting for, it is damn near flawless. It is so freaking good. So I would definitely recommend starting there with Heir to the Empire. I'm sure many people in the chat who know more about the EU than I do because I am not an expert on the EU. I can only speak from my experience. Currently, I am making my way through Darth Plagueis, which is definitely the most dense of all the books I've read so far. Uh, it, is, it is much more dense than I'm used to. Now, I do audiobooks just because, uh, one, I have ADD. Uh, two, I'm in the car a lot. And three, I'm just, when it comes to ADD and reading, it's just a little bit more difficult for me. Uh, but I recently just got uh, one of those Audible memberships where you get two credits per month. And uh, so I have also was able to get another, I got a free trial first. So I ended up getting four books for the cost of the one month. Uh, and so I already had a couple other books. So here are the books that I currently have as of recently. So I got Star Wars Old Republic Deceived because I just recently finished Revan, which also fantastic book, Revan. Uh, I got the second of the Darth Bane trilogy. So I've already read the first Darth Bane uh, book, which was fantastic. I got Dynasty of Evil, which is the second book in the uh, in the Bane trilogy, Darth Bane trilogy. Of course, got Darth Pelagus. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I messed up on that. I know people are going to be messing up. So Dynasty of Evil is the third book. Sorry, Dynasty, Dynasty of Evil is the third book in the Bane uh, trilogy. I have Rule of Two, which is the second book in the Bane trilogy. And then also I was asked to pick up the Star Wars X-Wing series Rogue Squadron, which is the first one. The sad thing is, though, they don't have the unabridged version in audiobook format. That's the one downside. So the version I have is only three hours, but all the reviews for it are actually still pretty positive. The only complaint people have is this is not the full book. And as much as I would love to read the full book, I'm also an audiobook guy. So I'm going to give this one a shot. And if I enjoy it, even at, you know, even if, if I feel like nothing's missing just for my own, for my own ears and I like it, I might go ahead and stay with it. But anyway, so uh, I corrected myself on rule of two being the second book in the Darth Bane trilogy. But yeah, uh, Heir to the Empire, I would recommend starting off with. Um, chat jumped on me on YouTube. So if anyone's comment got skipped, I'm very sorry. Um, but uh, let's see. It looks like it looks like we might be OK. Let's see. Um, Slicer Neon says, I am a bold one. That's from a while ago, so it looks like comments were not skipped. Alex Martinez highlighted at me. Orange Chat Reviews highlighted at me. Or is, did, did I skip anything? I am so confused. I am so confused right now. Okay, let's see. All right, it looks like some chat may have been skipped. All right, let me just start back from the beginning. Tina, thanks for letting them know how to contact me. Sajanian says, I am a bold one. Father Christopher Miller uh, says, happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Uh, Alex McCarthy asked me, I'm so confused right now. Oh, my goodness. Okay, maybe I just didn't get as far in as... as okay, I didn't get as far in. Okay, no comments were skipped. Ooh, I'm... Uh, Odin is just not on his game tonight. I, I am just... I am crazy right now. All right, Jake117, I got your comment. There we go. Alex Martinez, there we go. Hello there. Hello, Alex Martinez. How are thou? Laura, Laura, Ryan Stallman, Fan Fiction Story says, Good evening, Odin and chat. Good evening to you, Laura. Hail to you. Orange Air Review says, EU for life right here. You will see some great things in the EU, even representation that's not forced. Oh, what a concept. The fact that you're already getting a lot of different alien species kind of speaks to that. <laughs> uh, let's see Father Christopher Miller says Captain Marvel why do you speak her name oh is it because she's on the shelf behind me 
Is that is that why? In fact, uh, is, 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 is this the reason why? Huh? Is this the reason why? Is it this thing right here? Patui, I throw you away. I throw you on the ground because you're terrible. Patui. Patui. Let's see. Clark Kent says, in another video I saw in the comment that Disney will get $180 million back in profit. Is this true? Well, as of right now, so my estimates, which I think are pretty conservative, I think they're pretty fair to be mostly. I would say not even conservative. I would say that they are pretty fair. According to my estimates, as of right now, the film has made... Uh, let's see, $75 million in net profit, in net gain profit. So uh, for it to make $180 million in profit, it would need to make quite a bit more. I don't see it making that much in net profit. And also there is a very good chance that it hasn't even made $75 million. Again, that's based on a $350 million budget, which I think is fair based on what we know. And uh, it's a, it's assuming a regular uh, standard use of money and use of funds for marketing. And I think that they could have used more for it. I think that they could have used a lot more for it. So that's the current estimates where I am right now. Uh, Elijah McAbee says, what are your thoughts on the Lord of the Rings show? Nerdrata covered it today. Wondered if you had an opinion. I actually have not really followed it all that much. All I know is that I do love the, you know, the trilogy, uh, the trilogy of movies by uh, Peter Jackson uh, I loved the Hobbit book when I was younger. My dad read the Lord of the Rings books to us when we were kids. So very, very, very um, excited by the prospect because of the fact that in order for them to get the rights to Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings, basically the, 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 the trust that has control of the rights has to be involved makes me think that they're going to be rather limited